Hello again, and welcome back to the Fear and Beer podcast, where we talk all things horror, horror nights, and just a dash of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. All right. Swerve. We decide during this week, fuck 2020. I'm down. We're not looking back. 2020 sucked. We're looking forward. I mean, 2021 hasn't been great either, and we kind of mentioned it last week, but yeah, fuck last year. We're we're looking forward. We're not looking back. No, we're not. <laughs> did we did we tell them last week that we were planning on doing? Yeah, that? we did. Yeah, we All ended right, saying so we, we're gonna yeah, do that. So swerve makes sense. We uh, yeah. we swerved on you a little bit. Yeah. Skirt! Originally, we were gonna do top five horror movies of 2020, and then we realized. We just really didn't look that in depth onto what was released this past year. We didn't have time to really go back and watch all of these random movies that oh, yeah. may or we, may not we, have been good. We I think we bit off more than we could is, chew this on is that. Totally one. on us. Like we just didn't feel like watching a whole bunch of movies from last year. No, no. Um, and there, I know there were a lot of good ones. I mean, not to, to completely dismiss the year, there were a bunch that I had looked up and I was gonna watch. I just haven't had the time. And this year being so crazy and everything yeah. else, I mean. No, we're looking forward. So what we decided, we're going to switch it up. We are going to be looking forward to 2021 and all the horror movies that, fingers crossed, we should be getting. I was going to say, hopefully 2021, if things don't get pushed back again. As of now, these are slated. We don't know what's going to happen. We can hope for the best. There's a lot of VOD simultaneous releases that are happening now. So, I mean, studios at some point or another are going to have to start dropping the stuff regardless, whether... They get 100% theater capacity or not. They can't sit on the shelves for two or three years waiting for the 100% profit that they think they may or may not get because none of these are guarantees regardless. So just because you put it in a theater doesn't mean that it's going to get what you projected it to get. No, release the fucking movies. Millions, of, millions, of, I don't know how many people, but like lots of people have already kind of talked about this and the fact that 2020 was pretty shitty. And, and unfortunately or fortunately, depending how you look at it, it's definitely changed the landscape of the movie industry and the film industry as a whole. Because if you think about it, I think what's going to happen is a lot of these studios are going to realize how much money they can make on allowing these movies to go straight to VOD. Uh, considering a lot of people still aren't going anywhere to watch movies, they're not going out, and there's still a lot of places in the country that just haven't opened back up yet. So we're lucky enough that Florida doesn't give a fuck, so like we can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> yep. It's um, a free-for-all. Mo- movie theaters pretty much opened over the summer and or late summer, and have been open since. I've only been there a couple times, but... It's just because there hasn't been a lot of movies pushed to theaters. No, they're still things back. Yeah, I mean, they're still not putting out. We new were stuff. supposed to get Black Widow in November, and that got pushed back. back and to hope May to again. God that actually comes it's out. Supposed to be out in May, and there are talks again, but we'll see. Yeah, it's just, hopes it, are high. Let's let's we'll we'll, we'll end with that. There's supposed to be some stuff coming, but you know, Morbius was supposed to be out in March, and that got bumped to October. Yeah, so, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. But that's what we're going to be going through tonight. We're going to go through the top. Tw- Mm, 10 we'll do 10 of them tonight horror movies of 2021 and what to expect from them but before then you know the drill let's crack some beers so this week we got a very very local beer this is from broken strings brewery right in downtown orlando shout out shout out this was a limited release that they put out 
a week or so ago. This is their Bakken time. And you want to go in a little bit more about this one? Yeah, uh, Seamus was not ready. He, he threw it to me, and I wasn't ready. <laughs> Curveball. This is a whole yeah, swerve so, episode. So really, f- actually, funny thing, real quick, about before I get into the beer, for any beer drinkers out there, you know how like how like the craft brew scene is always very much like they're always coming up with different names for things, and like there's all these different like styles. So first you had like regular breweries like Anheuser that would do you know all the massive macro shit and that's where the term came from so you get macro beer and then all these other craft breweries that started coming up were called microbreweries now there's another term for even smaller than microbreweries and it's nanobreweries and this is mm-hmm. what Broken Strings is considered they're considered a nanobrewery so that means they must do like a certain number of barrels and that's it um, and it's really they're really local so chances are if you're listening to us outside of Florida you're not going to be able to find this nope um, even if you're in Florida now I still don't I don't think you're going to get yeah, this one so it's kind of like um, a lot of breweries have like limited runs of things and this is one of those beers that I think it's a limited run of so the only way you're getting it is if you trade with somebody if you're into that whole thing but yeah, it's it's a it's a bock, a single bock. I haven't had too many bocks in my craft brew drinking history, so I don't have a huge like understanding of exactly what goes into a bock. Um, I can give you what Untapped calls it. Essentially, a traditional bock beer is an all malt brew, and it's high sweetness. So you get a ton of malt character out of this beer. It's kind of like a porter, but even sweeter. So obviously, like if you have like a like a sweet porter with Usually with like either some type of like milk base, you'll, you you can get kind of close to this. But with a Bach, it's really sweet. It's all malt, very little bitter. So uh, this is going to be an interesting, interesting uh, one to try. It looks like, what is, does it give me the IBUs? So I don't really know the IBUs in this. It's but uh, they're 20 IBUs. 20 IBUs. So it's a little more bitter than, than other Bachs, but it's still really sweet. So we're going to get a real malty, caramelly flavor if caramel is a word yeah it is now <laughs> well i've just made it a word um so i'm really interested to try this plus back to the future is like an awesome movie yep. so i from when they released the can art i was like i need to get my hands on this and my girlfriend went over i was stuck at work unfortunately but she had the day off so she ran over grabbed me a little four packer and sent it on its way so this one obviously ties in the thing is balkan time and we're not looking back we yeah, are no we're we're, we're, we're balkan to the future yeah that's what we're going for so let's crack these things open. Let's see what we got. Ooh. I will quickly shout out that um, obviously this was brewed by Broken Strings Brewery, but they also did this as a collaboration with Gulfport Brewery and the Amazon Amazon Hose and Rubber Company and the Florida Brewers Guild. So shout out to all you guys. I can't wait to try this beer. I'm really excited that we got our hands on it. And again, it's a winter Bach lager is what they call it. So mm. let's give this bad boy a shot. It's a 7% ABV too. So it's, yeah. that's pretty, I mean, it's not super high, but that's pretty high for a, for a, for this one, I think. And it's a dark beer too, from what I can mm. tell. It's got a great smell. I love that. Like multi lagery, very yingling esque. It's got a very, exactly. It's, it's a pretty, tr- it's pretty translucent, almost red. Oh, it smells really looking. good. It's got a good sized head, very carbonated on that factor. So you said Yingling. That's actually a good, good description. Yingling isn't really a Bach, but it is like a lager. lager. Yeah. So it's 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 got the same characteristics, which mm-hmm. is the lagers tend to be a little bit more bitter. Mm. These don't have any hops in it. There's more. So malt. there's very little bitter in it at all, and it's all malt. So you're gonna have a really smoky profile, <clears> and a sweet caramel profile at the same time, and it smells awesome. 
Yeah, off the off the Almost nose, like it's a, a little brown ale, but like yeah. not an ale. So it's you really weird. Get a little bit of that like. Oh god, what are those little caramel candies called? Were those originals? No, because uh, those things are nasty. No, it was um <laughs> the cow. Oh, cowtails. Cowtails. Or or uh, the targets. The targets. Target yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit of that like that from the caramel smell off of that the nose. Hey, well, I'm diving right in, and oh man, oh that's some good stuff. Very malty. Oh, broken string. Are like you listening? That. Boys, you, boys, you you nailed it with this one. I like that smoky aftertaste too. You can almost—it's like smoking a cigar. That's the malt. That's I like the malt that. in it. And I and I love maltier beers. Like cause I, I I say this all the time. Like I'm an IPA guy, and yeah. I really am still an IPA guy. That's my favorite at heart. Style. That's what we come back to. Um, but but I branch. can I can never give up, or I I could never not give up, but I can never like not have a nice malty Bach or a nice malty porter more often than not. Like, I have a lot of porters, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the love comes from because I love porters as a dark beer. I'm not a huge stout drinker. No. I tend to be sweet stout drinkers more than a, like a... Like those dark, like... Like a darker Guinness-style stout. Yeah. I'm not a huge stout drinker, but porters are kind of like the dark beer that I really turn to, so I love yeah. that maltier Yeah, this is profile. good. This is like... When you just think of like a, a classic brown, like lagery box style beer, this is what you want. This is the exact like profile, taste, stuff like that. That this is this is good stuff, guys. Yeah, this is good stuff. I don't know if you're gonna be able to get your hands on this, but definitely check these guys out because they know what they are up to. Yeah, I mean, if you're a beer drinker and you're coming down to Florida to visit Central Florida, find them because they are really really good. Yeah, and I believe they got a little. They got some stuff that you can buy right right from them that they just pressed into their, their cans and bottles and stuff like that. So give these guys a nod. They are awesome. They got some really cool artwork on this thing, yeah. too. It's, it's, I mean, it's the, the Bakken time is in the Back to the Future font. They got the DeLorean on there. They got, you know, the um, fire tire wreckage, stuff like that. It's really cool. They got thunder in the background or lightning you can't have and thunder it, in a and picture. the license plates is out of beer <laughs> yeah. instead of out of time yeah so this is this is good stuff I'm but they are a nano brewery so chances are you really you won't they don't distribute anywhere if they do it's probably really really locally yeah um so if you do want anything from them you're gonna have to come to the brewery yeah so it's I've one never, of those places even like smaller places i haven't they might distribute i could have looked that up but i, I don't think they if they do i haven't I seen them it. i doubt that they they distribute but check out their brewery downtown orlando all right we dive into these potential movies and look forward to 2021. See what we're uh, see what we're getting this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So I will start this one out. We got a top ten list. We're gonna start at ten. We're gonna go all the way up to the top, and I'll kick it off. Number ten. We're gonna go Morbius, like I just mentioned. So Morbius, if you guys aren't familiar, is a Spider-Man character. So it is at the bottom of the list based on the fact that it might not be super horror however there is a very gothic feel to this movie it's a very it's if you guys don't know morbius he is a vampire and basically the story of this it's starring jared leto and he plays michael morbius what happens is he has like a really rare blood disease he tries all kinds of procedures and he tries one with bats and what turns and happens he he turns into a vampire and this is going to fall kind of in line with how sony has released venom as like a Spider-Man-esque movie, famously a Spider-Man character, although it's missing Spider-Man. So these are more standalone character pieces on the villain, almost. It puts them in a new light, and this one is going to be... I've been looking forward to this one to a while, because it's it's got a lot of 
connections throughout the, and this isn't going to be a Marvel podcast this week, but it very well could be. There's connections from the Marvel Universe to this Sony Spider-Man Universe. And this movie is also going to be connected to the Marvel Universe in some sense because in the little teaser trailer, you see Michael Keaton reprising his role as the Vulture from yeah, so Spider-Man I, Homecoming. So I asked you when we before we started, and I don't know, you probably don't know the answer to this, and I, my guess is that this is going to be part of that Sony Sinister Six universe World. they're starting yep. to create yep. um, with the Venom movie and obviously with Michael Keaton's Morbius Mor- and, that, Morbius and Michael Keaton's um, Vulture. Vulture, yep. So it's it's a weird love triangle that we have yet to really see a, exactly yeah. what's happening. It's super weird because if you think about it, like you've got the Spider-Man movie coming out, yep. which is going to have supposedly... Oh, God, the laundry suppo- list is Yeah, I mean, it's insane. rumored that you're going to have multiverse, which means yep. it's also rumored that you're going to have... Or, I don't know, rumor. I think I think Jamie Foxx confirmed that he's Jamie in it, Jamie Foxx right? has confirmed he's in it. Um, they have spotted, I forget his last name, but Alfred Mol- Molina, Molina no, from Doc Ock. Doc yeah. Ock. Obviously, Tobey Maguire. Haley Steinfeld's in it, which I heard that she's supposed to be playing. I don't know who exactly. Haley Steinfeld is. She's the one that played. She actually played Spider-Gwen in the animated movie, and now I think she's in oh, this one. so... She is. She is. Um. She's in the Hawkeye series. She's playing oh, Kate that's Bishop. Sorry. Excuse yep. me. Sorry. I'm. Yep. I'm getting. I'm getting my freaking. <laughs> well, up. at this point, everybody's connected because to the Spider-Man I heard movie. That Emma, Emma Stone was rumored to be in this Emma, movie too. Emma Stone is rumored true, to come though. back. There is Toby, Kirsten Dunst, Emma Stone, William Defoe has been rumored. Uh, the other shitty goblin from Amazing Spider-Man Two has been rumored. <laughs> Sandman, uh, what's his name, Thomas Hayden Church, was been rumored. Yeah, there's been all kinds of things. So essentially, just to draw a, a pretty basic picture, is on one side you have the Sony Spider-Verse. They are the owners of Spider-Man, not Marvel, not Disney, and and they loan Spider-Man to be in these Marvel movies, these MCU. Right. Contracts broke down. They lived up to their obligation. They allowed him for five movies. And then they wanted too much money to kind of reprise them. They ended up consoling, figuring it all out, and getting everything squared away. But they now want the ability to have Tom Holland in this Sony-verse as well. So he's going to be, like, bouncing between the two, and it's yet to be seen if they're 100% connected. However, with seeing Michael Keaton in the trailer, I mean, have it, to be, it's right? merging these worlds now. So this, this movie, I think, is going to answer a lot for us when it comes to marvel and spider-man and what's happening in that sense but back to the whole horror aspect of things morbius is just this weird creepy style looking movie they only released that one teaser like i said it was supposed to come out i think in like last march and then it got pushed to this past october and then now it's pushed back to october so this movie is supposed to release october 8th of 2021 as well directed by daniel espinoza who is known for, he did Life from 2017, which is one of his, like, bigger things. He also did Easy Money and Safe House from 2012. So I'm, I'm into this movie. I'm more just curious to see how it connects overall with everything else that's kind yeah, of I mean, up this in the movie, air. I feel like this movie, just the Marvel Universe alone, could be its own podcast. I mean, I think, oh, for sure. I think for our sake at this point, it's just kind of like, it's a horror-ish, horror-y movie. Very gothic feeling. Yeah, it's not going to be a straight-up horror movie. No. But ne- neither was the new Mutants, and that was supposed no. to be like a horror it had like a horror aspect Marvel to it. Movie, so. so, I mean, Vampire, that's, I think, enough to throw it in that 
that horror category. So we'll we'll kind of go for there. If you haven't seen the trailer, check it out. There's a lot of really cool visuals. It looks like it's shot very dark and gritty and eh, I hate to say it, but like Nolan-esque has that kind of like <laughs> yeah, dark filter over it, guess, everything. Yeah. But regardless, I'm I'm into it. I've been looking forward to this movie for a while. So hopefully, come October, we get this just in time for Halloween. You want to swing on over to number nine for our list? Yeah, of course. I'll, I see what you did there. That was a <laughs> nice little uh, pun. Um, yeah, so the next one is actually Escape Room 2. Um, I won't lie to you. I haven't seen Escape Room 1, so I don't really know a ton about the series, but I do know with this movie, it's the same uh, main characters from the first one, like the, the two, two survivors, survivors or yep. something like that. But to be honest, I don't really know a ton about it, so maybe you can explain to me better what this movie's all going to be all about. Yeah, well, it was kind of... So, 2019, we saw a big push in escape rooms just as a cultural phenomenon. And this is pretty much... You can kind of guess it just from the title. They, they enter this escape room, and it's just... It's not what they think it is. It's almost kind of like... It reminds me of, like, Saw-esque, because it's all these different, like, contraptions and, yeah. and whatnot. And it just kind of goes from there, and spoiler alert, you get the two survivors at the end and they start kind of spying on the creators of the room yeah and that's where we're kind of gonna pick up on this second one I'm, I'm thinking this is directed by adam robitel who also did insidious the last key and he co-wrote the paranormal activity the ghost dimension so he's been around the block in horror funny enough he's from massachusetts as well he's from revere <laughs> no way it always comes back to massachusetts right? in some way or another somehow that keeps happening but th- it looks good this is I'm a huge fan of just escape rooms, so I'm interested to see where this story kind of takes back. And this is, again, this is released by Sony as well, so they're kind of getting their toes wet in the horror pool. But yeah, it's, I mean, there hasn't been a lot out there. I, I think a teaser has been released, but I don't think there's been a full trailer. I don't think there's been a full synopsis released. But the fact that the two main characters are... Are ba- or the t- the two actors that portrayed the characters are yeah. back is kind of leading us to speculate that it's going to continue onto that story and and bring us right bring right. us around so uh, probably escape room three in 2023 but yeah i'm sure we'll get another one as long as it <laughs> does those, like beat the franchise into the ground yeah. type deal. as long as it does as, uh, as successful as the first one i mean the first one this it reminds me very much of the paranormal activities and in, in like saw one very low budget and a, a minimal, it doesn't look like it's a great box office run, but based off of the budget, it was hugely successful. It was a $9 million budget, and I had $155 million come back to it. Oh, wow, so nice. So they, they did well on their, their $9 million investment. Escape Game 2 still doesn't have an exact release. It just says 2021, so it's kind of in that limbo period where... It's somewhere in post. It might already be done, but just based off of the situation we have, it just doesn't have a nailed-down release date. Number eight, we have The Forever Purge. So that's going to be coming out July 9th. And The Forever Purge is the supposed fifth and final of the Purge series. <laughs> they always say the final one. So, oh, yeah, exactly. The fir- I mean, how many final Fridays did we get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Like> three? <laughs> I'm surprised that they haven't had... I'm surprised this isn't called The Last Purge, where we... Purging the Purge. Yeah, where we just (laughs) laugh at the title, knowing that it's just not even close. But, yeah, this is supposedly The Last Purge. And, again, much like Escape Room 2, there has been no teaser, there has been no trailer, there is no real official synopsis. 
But if you follow from the last movie, there was presidential elections to abolish the purge. and Right, she won the election or yeah, whatever. Yeah, she wants to get rid of the purge. So all we know of this movie, it's, it, it's a Mexican couple escaping from the drug cartel, and they're stranded somewhere in Texas. And they come across a group who are just continuing their own purge. So from there, I mean, is it more focusing the forever purge on this is forever that couple's life? Are they trying to start a nationwide uprising to create the purge again? Are we, we don't know. I've never been a like gigantic purge fan. The first one I thought was super, super boring. I hated it. And it kind of ruined the series a little bit for me. And then I, I gave it a chance because the sequels kind of looked a lot cooler. I wasn't too interested in just like one family in like a white suburban area with a high tech security company to go through the purge. I wanted to see like full on cities. I wanted to see. And that's what you got in the later movies. So for that, I was kind of brought back into it a little bit. But have you seen the other ones at all? Or I saw the first one. Um, I haven't watched any of the other ones in the series. I probably should go back and watch them. I thought the first one was relatively interesting. I like the idea of it. And that's, yeah. I've said before in a lot of these movies, sometimes the logic just takes me out of it. And mm-hmm. I have to really fight with myself to be like, just watch it and enjoy it as a movie. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time believing that this could ever really happen. <laughs> it's a bizarre um, so concept. So it's, it's definitely a bizarre concept. But I did think it was, a. I mean, it's an interesting concept. It's a funny idea. I it's love like, the concept. I mean, like, what if you? What if we did have a night where it's like, everything's legal, get it out of your system. Yep. Purge I mean, it. Christ, the last four years. Essentially yeah, was. I'm surprised that it. we didn't have a purge. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it's a. It, it's an interesting idea. I'm interested to see how they end the yeah, series. Yeah, quote, unquote, the final. <laughs> the um, the forever purge because I didn't I haven't seen the last movie so yeah. I don't know how it ends I don't know if like they actually get rid of the purge night or if like just yeah I just does it like just end I for, I, I honestly forget it's been a while so but I, I, I know the the politician kind of that wants to end the purge ends on a uh, I know from what I remember and that's kind of the the end of the purge yeah so I'm willing to watch it and give it a chance. I probably should go back and watch the other ones, and I, I will, I think, before this one comes out. So, I'll be interested to see what it's what 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 a, what, a, what it's like. But I don't know. I I won't say that I'm super excited for this movie, but it's also not one that like, I'm like I'm not gonna see that. That's trash. Like I'll yeah. probably see it. I'll I just, see it. We'll I see just what have happens. to go. I have to sit down and actually watch the other. Person. Yeah, and that's I mean, why with we kids kinda... it's hard to watch horror movies. Yeah, like, just turn on the purge. And, well, hey, right, because they they don't go to bed till like nine o'clock at night. By the time they're in bed, I'm too tired to sit and watch a two hour movie. Mm-hmm. So, I do have to sit down and, and force myself to watch it just yeah. to just to get it out, just to say I have. Yeah, and this is why it's kind of towards the bottom of our list. It's 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 coming out, so I'll see it <laughs> if we get a fucking new movie. Finally, I'll I'll definitely go see it. But that's why it's towards the bottom. Where I'm I'm excited to kind of see it and see how they wrap it up or what if they do wrap it up but other than that i'm not banging the doors down to go see the forever purge but yeah no i'm with you there so that was number eight number seven is hey look at that. i get all the sequels it's a number it's another sequel and this one i'm actually really really excited for um this is don't breathe two um i liked don't breathe one um i thought it was a really interesting idea i didn't like I didn't think that it was like one of those like cash in type horror movies. I know that's got a lot of cliched item things in it, but I did think this one was pretty good. Um, this was 
directed by the first one was directed by Evil Dead. What what is it? Oh my god, Roto Siegus. Yeah, so it was directed by him, right? Is that, that yep? Was it's his the name? same guy. But he yep. did he did Evil Dead too, right? The remake. Yeah, the thirteen okay. version. That's what I and thought. he did yeah he did Evil Dead and then he did Don't Breathe and he's he's back to him this yeah, one. Yeah, so this one was really interesting. It was kind of goofy a little bit. There were parts about it. It was like it's a little weird. But I thought the concept of the movie is pretty good. It was relatively scary for what it was. It's good because it played with your senses. Yeah, for where sure. It's like this guy. I mean, it's it's weird how it flips it on you. So it's like these people break into this guy's house to steal all his money. Yet he's kind of the scary villain. But yeah, it's weird how it like flips the whole villain, non-villainy kind of deal. I mean, these people break into his house, so they're the bad guys. They're stealing from him. Yet he's kind of this old, like, war vet with this training, but he's blind. So it's it, you can it's weird because you can see it, it happening. You can see how close these characters can come, but there's just that tension because you know they're inches away or they're one sneeze away from being caught, and it's just, you know, it's not going to end well for them. Yeah, and they have, they have Stephen Lang returning as uh, Nordstrom again. Well, so, I would hope so. I mean, yeah. Stephen Lang, he was honestly the best part of the first movie. Like, he was yeah. definitely, like, he was a scary bad guy. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like, it's kind of like one of those movies where it's like, is he really the bad guy? Because, yeah, like, I mean, intruders. all he's doing is defending. I mean, I understand, that, like, obviously, at the end of the movie, like, near the end of the movie, you kind of see what he's doing. Yeah. And you're like, all right, he is kind of fucked up. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, he's <laughs> defending his property. Yeah. So is he really, a, I mean, the other character, like, the character's trying to break in and steal his shit. Yeah. It's like... It's kind of like Disturbia mixed with like yeah, so it's any like, Clint Eastwood it's, it's movie. It's one of those movies where like none of the characters are really redeemable in no. any way. Um, you feel, I mean, it has the kid from Thirteen Reasons Why, right? Dylan Minnette, whatever yes. his name is. Yep, so he's yep. one of the main characters, and it's the idea where like he's like he's like, he's doing bad shit, but for a good reason or whatever yeah. to try to get himself and his father out of the situation that they're mm-hmm. in or whatever. But at the same time, he's not doing it for the like he's not doing it the right way. No, um, <laughs> get a job, you bum. right? Exactly, and and work overtime. So it's like you almost feel bad <laughs> for him near the end of it when he's when obviously Stephen Lang is going crazy and <laughs> fucking killing them and shit like that. But um, yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like you, you don't feel good watching it because you're like, eh, like I want to root for somebody, but there's, there's no, no one, one to really root for. to root for. No, so. and that's why I like it because it's just like you have that dirty feeling when you're watching it it's just i mean i guess you could root for his his daughter i guess spoiler warning when like you're gonna find out it'll work but yeah when you find out that like he's fucking got someone chained up in the in the basement basement. yeah um i guess you can root for that person but like it's still it's like it it, it is a weird movie like it doesn't it it flips kind of but like i don't know it's just it doesn't give you like you said it doesn't really give you anyone to root for it just gives you (laughs) a icky feeling you get a shower after watching this movie and and again that's i mean for me that's good because like i like movies that fucking make me feel awful and that's the point and that's like what they're definitely going for which is good so the idea of this second one i guess quote unquote the blind man's been he's been hiding out for a long long time in some cabin and he kind of took in and raised some young orphan girl who was devastated in a house fire. And then, all of a sudden, once you know it, a group of criminals break on in. They try to kidnap the girl. And, again, I'm sure it's going to be very similar to that first one where it's just that creepy walk around. To, you know, yeah, I'm they sure know this he's blind, but they can't get out. Lot. Yeah, I mean, no. it's probably going to be a similar... It's going to be a similar... Like, structure. Structure to what we had before. I don't think it'll be, like bad but i don't think it's gonna do anything new yeah again it's uh where's it it's sitting at number seven so it's out of our top five it's another one similar to the purge where it's like i'm i'll go see it 
but I am not like counting down the days. Yeah, still I'm not don't going breathe out of my way ways. to like want to see it like immediately. Like, no, I'll, I'll see it at some point. Probably watch it at home. Yeah, to be honest, because I watched the last one. At home. It's, uh, the thing with horror movies with me is that like. I don't know half of them come out until like after mm-hmm. they get they hit like streaming. They don't have a big market. Yeah, it's not push. a huge push for theaters, and in like unless it's like a big like a Saw type movie or something yep. like that, where it's a huge or Blumhouse where it's got yeah. a big like, marketing you know marketing push yeah. for it. So, well, Don't Breathe Two comes out August thirteenth. Now we got number six. Number six is actually something that I'm very excited for, and that is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, Have yeah. you seen? Did you see the trailer that they dropped for this one nope. before? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. This one looks super, super cool. So is this like? So explain it to me. Is this following the the most recent Ghostbusters? No. Movie? So the the all female <laughs> Ghostbusters movie is not a not it's it's a non factor. This isn't it's related not even to canon that anymore. <laughs> no, it's 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 its own world. But this is actually directed by Jason Reitman, who is. The oh, son yeah, so of Ivan Reitman. Yeah. So it's the original. You know, Ivan Reitman did the original Ghostbusters. And then this is his son taking the reins and running with it. That's cool. Yeah. And he actually wrote this as well. So this also has the whole original cast besides Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold Ramis. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis is. I feel not, awful that I didn't remember yeah. his name. <laughs> yeah. No, I. That's a deep dive right there, but yeah, Harold Ramis is not in this movie, unfortunately. However, all the original cast members, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, everyone's back into this thing. So it's a direct sequel to Ghostbusters 1 and 2 from 84 and 89, and it's set 30 years after the second film. This is when a family moves to a small town, and they discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and their grandfather's secret legacy. (laughs) <laughs> so the way this works is from what I believe that I've taken from the trailer is the grandfather is Egon and that's why he's not in this okay. movie. So Egon yeah. is in, in the movie passed away. Yeah. It makes sense. And his family is grandkids are kind of finding out about this secret. They, they don't know about the ghostbusters phenomenon and Paul Rudd's actually in this movie in the trailer. He's like, you guys, you guys don't know what Ghostbusters are? <laughs> and he shows this old 70s video of mm-hmm. New York City getting, you know, terrorized yeah, yeah, yeah. by yep. Ghostbusters and, yep. and whatnot. And he shows them this and they're like, oh shit, this is that. They found a um, the ghost traps and it was loaded. And it still had a ghost in it. <laughs> oh, really? And they accidentally unleash it. <laughs> That's and it looked, it looked in the trailer, if you look closely, it looked like Slimer. Oh. It was like running around. Yep. So... It, it kind of follows that story a little bit. They found the Ecto one. The Ecto one. Yep. They found the Ecto one in the garage. There's like this like secret hidden under underground layer outside their barn where the kids find that they have the side uh, shooter from uh, the sidecar seat shooter like pops out inside. Oh, yeah, they're yep, they're yep, running yep. around with the bla- the uh, yep. the blasters trying to suck up the ghosts and stuff like that. It's just it looked like a pretty cool way to tie in the actual time between the two pays good homage to that it's set in oklahoma and they start to like the town supposedly starts to experience some like unexplained earthquakes and that's when they start to kind of investigate all of this like mythos that is revolving around the the manhattan cross rip of 84 is when they cross the streams so oh, it's going to okay. kind of tie into that a little mm-hmm. bit so I- i'm excited for that this movie is supposed to release it was supposed to originally release last july and it got pushed back 
So now, this is supposed to be coming out June 11th, 2021. Supposed so to this be. June. So this June. That's what we're aiming for. And again, another Sony film. So Sony's all over the board on this because they've gotten most of these, actually. Okay. It's, I mean, that's interesting. I, I, I mean, I'm down to see it. I'm not one of those people that hated the remake. I didn't hate it either. I thought it was a uh, fun. I thought it was I funny. It was fun. I thought it was. I thought it tried its best. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that look at things like that and they go, "Oh, it's just a you know, got a women, got to put women in everything." And it's like, yeah, but they were trying, and I think they, for the most part, they got a good cast, and I thought it worked well. Obviously, there are people that just love Bill Murray and they wanted Bill Murray in <laughs> it, but so it's cool to see them go back to it. I'm interested to see kind of how it turns out because. I obviously like the first Ghostbusters. Wasn't a huge fan of the sequel. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I, I won't say that I'm the biggest Ghostbusters fan, anyways. Yeah, I like Bill Murray. I think that, that I thought the first one was funny, mm-hmm. and that I thought it, I thought it was really good, really well made. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I think I think the problem is for me. I think I think it's going to lose a little bit of its magic without Harold. Because yeah. I think Harold Ramis is really the reason that movie was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, Dan Aykroyd's a fucking maniac so like i can't imagine how this is it's gonna turn out yeah it's 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 wild that they got everyone back and i think that they respectfully went around the way of having the character out finn wolfhard's in this actually too as well Well, that that makes sense i mean i can imagine the cast being really well done too i mean it's a sony movie so i'm sure they'll have a really good cast their budget's ready and finn wolfhard is probably one of the better young actors today and i think he's also he plays those goofy weird off-putting characters pretty well so no so i i'm very excited to see this more out of just curiosity the trailer itself had a lot of really cool visuals so we'll we'll pull i'll show you that up after we uh after we wrap up this one so that ends up on number six so we are going to be breaking into number five and wouldn't you know it look at what number five happens to be top five another sequel (laughs) but it's also a sequel to one of my favorite movies of all time it's called Spiral from the Book of Saw. So, with this one, this one interests me because, again, I haven't watched a ton of information about it, so I don't know a ton about what this movie is going to be about. What I find interesting is that it was written, or at least the 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 story, the the, the treatment, the original the yeah, treatment story treatment yep. was written by Chris Rock, who's starring in this movie. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to me. I mean, obviously, he's a really iconic Eric, comedy, yeah, uh, comedy com- character, comedian, actor, comedian yeah. at this point. So it's interesting to see him in this. We've said it before. I don't know what it is about comedians and comedy writers, but they yeah. But they're unbelievable they're when it comes to horror. So I'm really interested to see see what they do with yeah. this. And the cool thing too is both Lee Winnell and um, James Wan. James Wan. Jesus, I can't remember names. Um, James Wan and Lee Winnell are back as producers. Um, Lee, uh, Boseman's directing it. Yep. Uh, Boseman's directing it. So like we get a you have like a host of. Who's saw who alum. saw alum yep. making this movie? So I'm interested to find out what it's about. When they say the book of Saw, I mean, is it in the same universe as the Saw movies, or is it taking place outside of the Saw universe? Is it going to be super meta and be like the Saw movies exist in this universe and somebody's copycatting? Yeah, so, like, they, so it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do with this. Yeah, all they say. So Samuel Jackson's also in this, which is amazing. And of course, if you watch the trailer, you get the line. You want to play games, motherfucker? I yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, because it's Samuel Jackson. I want to get the motherfucking traps yeah. off this motherfucking like whatever. <laughs> so pretty much, Chris Rock is a detective, and he's kind of looking after this grisly investigation, which are murders that are 
eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. So this is so this is definitely in the universe. It's then. after yeah, it must be after all of the saw has happened. I don't know how many years after, but it's kind of like reopening the past. And it saw. ties back to the first saw, doesn't it? So at yeah, so at some point, it's I think it's gonna try to connect. I don't want to say all of them, but I think it's gonna connect a lot of saws past, and it's gonna give an opportunity to read not redo saw but like still play with saw a little bit yeah. without just being like ah jigsaw's dead but not dead but he has another apprentice and now he's dead but there was a third apprentice and this is a prequel and that was a se- it's this is like okay all of that is done everything that had happened happened yeah, it's, it's in the past like a spiritual it's history. successor to the first movie and now it's you know say it's 10 years 20 years down the line and now there's you know the case is shut. It's almost kind of Everyone's what they did. Done. It's almost what they did with Halloween. And I think so. Yeah. I think what happened was the Halloween remake, the mo- the most recent yeah, one, yeah, uh, not remake, but sequel, has kind of like created almost like a new like cliche in today's horror in mm-hmm. the sense that we're gonna take old franchises that are about fifteen years old or so, yeah. And we're gonna do a spiritual successor to the first like, one, and we're gonna pretend like everything that happened in yeah. between. We're those gonna two create movies. two timelines. Yeah, and and I think that's cool because I think. I think just running a sequel like sequels into the ground does get kind of old after a while because mm-hmm. you because at some point you're like all right how many of these can they really do yep. I mean you can't keep dragging the same story out but yep. it doesn't mean you can't say what's what's in this world yeah let's pretend like something else happened and yep. almost like you're seeing with the Marvel universe it's like well we're gonna do split universes yep. and say this is what actually happened in this universe yep. after the first movie I think it's kind of cool no I'm know. I'm interested in seeing this just. Again, with the whole Chris Rock thing, I mean, and the and the tone looks very different. It they had some sort of similar like musical score to the trailer, but it's it's gonna be a different take on it, and it's definitely I think more from the detective side versus like the victim side. Right. So it's it's gonna be more bad cop going through the trenches of of actual sure detective work versus it's, being stuck you know in what's a, funny? In from a torture the, from room. The, from the stuff that we've watched on it. It actually almost gives off like a seven vibe. Yes, a that's bit. exactly what I was so thinking too. So it's kind of like it's almost like seven, where seven isn't a straight up horror movie, but it 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 definitely delves deep into the psychosis of criminals mm-hmm. and criminality, and I think that's really cool. And that's what made that movie so scary is that like shit like this exists in the real world. Yeah. Um, and that's what made Saw so good is that you could see that happening. Like someone could do that. We've had laundry lists of serial killers that right, and I think that's what's and, and the great thing about saw is that like if you think about it you could make an argument to say that like jigsaw didn't kill anybody yeah he technically didn't he technically kill didn't kill anyone now I mean, granted, he got obviously kidnapping charges but right you could kidnapping manslaughter a whole host of things mm-hmm. but like the the idea of that movie was or the theme of that movie was he's providing them a way out yeah but they have to earn it they have to they have earn to their way they have to prove yeah. themselves worth of mm-hmm. worth earning their yeah, way and out. that's how he kind of was tricked himself into it's again saying, it's going hey, back to the other movie we were talking about where a lot of these characters don't have redeeming qualities like they're no. all assholes yeah in some way oh yeah um so jigsaw is not wrong he's a bad dude but like he's fucking up with the other sp- bad he's taking, people it's kind of like batman he's like vigilante style where he's like kind is of, what are you yeah. doing wrong <laughs> yeah technically batman was a murderer <laughs> but yeah well i mean depends which movie you watch yeah, it turns, it turns, yeah that's true but i mean he's he's a citizen He's not really, you know, he's not law. He doesn't get to choose what's right and what's no, wrong. No, exactly, right. And he only, he, he's only going after technically bad people. So, like, 
is it good? Is it bad? Who's to say, really? Right, so that's why this one looks interesting to me because I think it's going to play kind of on that procedural saw, uh, seven type of movie. Yeah. With you're going to get a lot of police procedural stuff mm-hmm. on top of roadblocks and yeah, so you're paperwork, gonna, like, jurisdiction. Lot, well, not, it's just going to be a lot of like you know trying to understand the psychology of Jigsaw. Right, and you know, rather than hey, this isn't a this is a puzzle. This is another puzzle. Yeah. Like another murder, another murder. And they're they're going to study what Jigsaw had done in the past because the person that's committing these new crimes is studying what Jigsaw did in the past. Right, so well, he's, he's trying a copycat. To cat, so. He's trying to get a step ahead of him so he can stop. So I guess the only question is, are we going to get a Jigsaw cameo Character? in some way? Well, I don't know. I mean... I know he's dead. Yeah, yeah, uh, but like... But I wonder if we might get like, like a flashback some scene. Some sort of flashback with I, I, honestly, I hope not. I hope they just end, end it. I mean, I'm cool with like pictures, like news clip articles... Stuff like that, but I don't want the character. I just want to hear his voice. That's yeah. all I want to hear. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, and and that would be fine too, if it was the case that the copycat person was using old recordings. Not like, yeah. I don't want Tobin Bell's character to have any direct connection to this person. I want this person to be just kind of like idolizing him. I mean, that makes sense. I don't, I'm, not, I would, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not totally against yeah, what you're saying. Because then that but... would make it more of like Saw Twelve, or it would. It would kind of more continue the if this if Jigsaw had another apprentice, another yeah. You know, it this kind of like puts a line in between the two. And no, it's I'm like, with you there. I, for I sure. like I like the idea of exploring it from a different avenue. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. That makes sense. So Spiral comes out May 21st. On to number four. Number four. This was a big surprise movie. The first one. And again, like we said, sequel, 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 sequel. That is what Hollywood is all about these days. That being said, we have... Well, we buy it. We, we eat it up. We yeah, love we that do. Stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's our own fault. We got A Quiet Place 2. This is, is a, another one I'm super excited very for. Very surprising success. John Krasinski, obviously known from The Office. Again, another like comedic, comedic actor, actor who can write unbelievable yep. horror movies. So he was the writer, the What's director. What's wrong with the, I, I, I feel for you for you guys. Like I feel like... The, to, the, more, the more, most tormented people yeah, are comedians. Seriously. So... This is going to be a direct sequel. It's going to have John Krasinski in it as well. But obviously, if you've seen the first one, you know it's going to be mostly from flashback perspective because he bit the dust. But it's going to continue with Emily Blunt. And it's going to be her essentially moving her family off of that rural farm because the monsters have overtaken the land. And they kind of have to get to a safe haven. Right. This movie is going to finally bring in some new characters. So you're going to get Killian Murphy, known from... The Peaky Fucking Blinders. <laughs> yeah. And he has been in horror as well. He's done 28 Days Later. He did Red Eye. So he's he's not new to the horror genre. And then we get... I'm going to fuck his name up. But Dijamon Honso? I, yeah, so he's... I, so I, 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 fuck, I hate his name, he, but he's from Gladiator, Blood Diamond. Uh, he was in Furious 7. He was in Guardians. Yep. He was in Captain Marvel. <laughs> yep, so he's... He's been around the block. He it's was like, the it's, wizard in Shazam. I, I forgot. His, his last name is like Hanzu, but he's. Yeah. I think he's. Is he South African or he's he's he might be he might be I don't know. Either way, he's he's an African actor. He's really really good. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see how 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 this movie. Who these two ends characters up. really yeah, are. I mean, it, I mean, it's so it's almost like. Did you see them? Did you watch the Netflix movie The Bird Bird, Bird Box. Box or whatever? Yeah. So yep. it's like Bird Box was copying. The Quiet, Quiet Place. Place. Yeah. And this movie's taking, I think, elements from Bird Box and, a little bit. Yeah. And I'm interested to see kind of where they go with it. 
Yeah, it's cool because, like, again, like, with these, like, takeover the world movies, it's fun to see what they did in the first one where it's, like, one family, they found a way to survive. They found a way to kind of... They found a way to beat trick, the monsters. But, like, they, they coexist. They live there right. under the radar. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Coexist with the monsters. So, uh, it's cool, and I like to see that. But I'm also very curious how other people are working in in the system of monsters and stuff like that are they going one-on-one with them are they hiding like they did are they in bunkers it's kind of like um culverfield lane how Mm -hmm. it was kind of like that culverfield world whatever but it was like a bunker i'm curious how other people are interacting and living in this world so introducing new characters introducing the actual world around them i'm excited for and Krasinski is back. He wrote this movie. He's going to be directing this movie as well. I'd like to. I mean, I'd, I'd like to learn more about the monsters. I, I don't yeah. want. I don't want like a like a complete explanation. No, like, but I, I think wanna, that ruins it yeah. a little bit. But I do want at least a little bit of like maybe backstory, just a little sprinkle mm-hmm. backstory. Like even like even it could be like done in like radio broadcasts or recorded broadcasts or whatever, kind of giving mm-hmm. you like a base. I, something like, like, like like a little snippet of like oh they came from you know out of the sky yeah, they or they come, were developed yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. i don't want like full backstory but mm-hmm. almost like the fog kind of did where it was like yep military was researching and, and shit they should have been researching yep. you don't really know what it was but like it obviously released these things on the earth and mm-hmm. i think that would be kind of a cool idea where you kind of get that little bit of snippet but yeah. not and like you can full backstory and you can like piece backstory. a little bit of it together yourself but yeah exactly this, from the first movie it was just written so incredibly well where it's you know the the daughter is deaf and has i mean it makes a perfect sense and the way to beat them was like that high frequency which she found out a little too late for krasinski's uh well-being but it, it was just it, it was it kind of reminded me like it didn't remind me movie-wise like get out but it had a lot of layers in the script where it just it, it hit a lot of bullet points and it unraveled very beautifully. And I'm, I'm excited to see what we get with Get Out 2. So Get Out 2, or Get Out 2, Jesus Christ, with A Quiet Place <laughs> so, 2. So many yeah, new sequels. No, everything's going to have a sequel. I'm sure we'll get Get Out 2 well, at I think some point. Well, I, 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 know, I know why <laughs> you may have said Get Out 2 because the next will be on the list. But, but um, A Quiet Place 2 is going to be releasing April 23rd, 2021. So a little bit closer on the forefront and let's uh let's hope it sticks that way because this movie I'm, I'm really excited for so you want to jump over to the next one because yeah so this one i'm super excited for so our third in the list is Candyman. yes um, um this movie is gonna be badass i can't wait for this movie the great thing about it is it's not a, a remake it is a spiritual successor to the first one tony todd is confirmed to be to be reprising the role mm-hmm. of Candyman. yeah i think you have a really good theory about Candyman. I'll let you get into it in a second, but this movie looks so good. Uh, and again, like I know that Hollywood is so full of remakes and and unnecessary sequels and that sort of thing. But yeah. it's it's written by Jordan Peele, so we yeah. know it's gonna be well written. We know it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna have a lot of social commentary in it, which I think is exactly what we need right now. Yeah. And, and and everything that Jordan Peele touches so far has been really really good yeah. or good enough it is tried like yeah. obviously not a lot of people liked us us was definitely a little weird i think us i think the message of us kind of got lost it was a little, a little buried bit. in there a little buried unlike 
Get Out, which is definitely like in the in your face. Yeah. This one I think is going to be kind of more in your face. Mm-hmm. But I, I yeah, this movie looks ridiculously good. I, I, has a trailer dropped for it yet? Or yep. It has. Yep. Oh right? yeah, this trailer is awesome. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the trailer yet, go watch it. I have to go watch the trailer, so I'm going to do that. But everything I've read about it just looks unbelievable. And it's, Tony Todd yeah. looks like I'm I'm just so pumped for this movie. Now, so pretty much what I've I've come up with for the the premise of this is Candyman in this world is real. And this is from the housing project still in Chicago's Cabrini Green neighborhood. And obviously Candyman was more of like this ghost story from the supernatural killer. But now we're going to fast forward to present day. And this is a decade after the last of the Cabrini Towers were torn down. And there is this visual artist. And that's Anthony McCoy. That's going to be played by another name I'm going to absolutely butcher. Uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Okay. So he has been in the trial of the Chicago Seven, and he was on the HBO Watchmen series. So he's, oh, who he's he, what are we putting? Kind in of Watchmen? like an upcoming character. Oh, upcoming. was he? Was he? Um, John was he? Was he Miss Doctor Manhattan? Was that who? Is that who that is? Hold on, I have to look that up because he actually. If that's who I'm thinking of, he actually is a really really good actor. Yes, he is. He is. Okay, yeah, he, so he is. Doctor John. Manhattan. Okay, yep. so yeah, so he's a he's an awesome actor. So I am really excited to see what this movie's like. And he and, was in Us as well. So. Oh, and he was. he was that's how I knew him. He was in the The Greatest Showman. He was W.D. Wheeler in The Greatest Showman. Who was he in Us? Us, he was Russell Thomas, just the Wayland character. I for, I forget exactly who it was cuz I recommend I don't, I don't, I don't recognize it. Hmm. But no, he's he's worked with uh Jordan Peele previously. So essentially what is it he is he's kind of like this art gallery director and he goes to the town, he starts taking pictures, and he starts diving into the lore of Candyman. And lo and behold, the story starts to haunt him. So my idea is that Well, we it are... sounds... I mean, not, I don't mean to cut you yeah. off, but it sounds like it's almost following a similar story to the first one. And the first one, yeah. and I'm already forgetting the name of the main character, Helen. Helen, she's haunted by him. Yep. And he's more or less not tormenting her but he's causing things he's murdering people to try to get her like fully basically into like his hit, world into his, his world and like, he, like he, wants, he, he wants to pull her into his realm and he's doing that by making her look crazy mm-hmm. and getting her to the point where he can uh, yeah. more or less like sway her in, in, yeah. in, into his into his arms or whatever or into his life so it sounds almost like he's going to be Similar. kind of pulled into that world I the only think, difference yeah. is, is like there was a more of a more of a, a romantic sexual yeah connection between helen and, and Candyman. and this one it's going to be more i think maybe Candyman is i think he's going to kind of like poison his brain a little bit almost like freddy versus jason where freddy was being forgotten and freddy needed a reason to, to be remembered yeah so i a similar thing i think i think Candyman's essence is going to overtake overtake the character and he's going to kind of turn him into Candyman because you can see him slowly physically looking a little bit more like him he's wearing the jacket and and stuff like that so I mean we're going to get yeah, these we're going to get the jacket we're going to get the hook we're getting Calabrini greens we're getting all of it and like you said earlier that Tony Todd is back yes I'm not sure yes. in exactly what capacity my um, guess is probably more of a cameo cameo ish there was a scene I think in the trailer where He's like walking by a car, and he's looking normal, but you could see the Tony Todd Candyman as his reflection. So I think he's going to be there as like little Easter eggy, maybe voiceover work, quick appearance, maybe him kind of like, like I said, poisoning the character's brain and making him think that what he had done is 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 proper. So he's going to kind of 
corrupt him and turn him that way. But yeah, Candyman 2, August 27th, it's going to be coming out. Right. Next up, number two, and this one, it's funny how these uh, these last ones played out, because this one's definitely in my, my uh, wheelhouse. This is one movie that I'm very much so looking forward to, and one I know we're both looking forward to, but definitely, uh, definitely on your list as well. Number two is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, coming out June 4th, so... I've made it no no secret that I'm a huge conjuring, very, very uh, conjuring huge fan. conjuring fan. <laughs> I think all these movies that are coming out now that are sequels to like recent movies, I think they owe a lot to the Conjuring franchise for kind of bringing horror movies back as like a potential, you know, I don't want to say blockbuster, but like a staple of a year's release. I think The Conjuring kind of, yeah, it's becoming, along with Paranormal Activity and stuff like that, brought horror movies to that main, main oh, focus. Defi- it, I mean, I think we've said it before. Conjuring, the first one, definitely brought back horror like to the for- like to, to the mainstream, essentially. Horror had kind of been not falling off, but there was less people like interested in it. And I think The Conjuring was one of those movies that kind of like brought a big mainstream audience back into yep. it. And I mean, it's James Wan, the guy just, he knows what he's doing when yep. it comes to this. He's back producing it. Uh, Michael Chavez is directing. He obviously did the curse of La Llorona. And then this one is going to be a sequel to the conjuring one and the conjuring two. It's not going to hit too, too much on the other aspects of the conjuring universe the nun and, and stuff like that but patrick wilson's back vera formiga's back yeah, it's almost it's more it's more so following the the Them. lorraine the lorraine and war uh the, the warren, the warren yeah it's more family. just following their stories this one is the same deal they're they're paranormal investigators and this is actually going to be going through the trial of arn cheyenne johnson this is a murder trial that took place in 1981 in connecticut and it was the first trial that tried to use Devil possession. Possession, possession that's what I was kind, yeah. It's the first one to use possession in their defense. So I this one, yeah. I think, again, this one hasn't really released a trailer or anything. So from what I can believe, it's going to be very court case. Like, all those Netflix, like, documentaries that rehash, like, yeah, court appearances. To me, it's going to be, be like that. it's going to follow the same theme as um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, mm-hmm. which a lot of that movie took place, like, in a courtroom. Yep. And that movie is based on a like a true Same. story or something yep. along those lines where you had a priest on trial because he should have recommended her to medical treatment and instead was doing exorcism work on her. So it's kind of that same I think that same type of thing where you're going to have the two paranormal investigators who think that you know they're gonna try to like do an exorcism on this person and, and it, I, I don't know too much about the history so i don't know a lot of what that was all about but yeah. yeah you're right i mean it's all about a court case that involved a defense of possession to try to get that you know the the defendant off of a murder charge or, or manslaughter charge yeah but that was i mean the trial itself was known as the devil made me do it that was his kind of like right. tagline for the my case guess was, is probably some sort of like documentary documentary on it be, called yeah. that <laughs> i'm sure i'm i'm sure if there isn't yet then there will be once this movie comes out to look into like the real aspect of it but these movies i love these movies i think they do a great job obviously we talk a lot about jump scares and if they're used properly this is a series that does use them properly so i'm, I'm excited to see where that comes from and this is going to be coming out june 4th 2021 
So it's originally supposed to come out last September, pushed back, obviously, but we should be getting it this summertime, just in time for us to kind of kickstart our uh, Horror Nights news. Yeah, hopefully we get some news so we can actually then, do yeah. some actual HN yeah. stuff. <laughs> but that's when that's coming out. And now, hopefully, speaking of the Candyman, I mean, fingers crossed there's hey, a Candyman house Could happen now. Now that everything got kind of pushed back a little bit, it's yeah. It wouldn't I mean, surprise movie, me. That movie's released on August twenty seventh. It's supposed to. I mean, that's right around the time that yep that H H N is really ramping up. So that'd be kind of cool. Are you ready to go to number one? Because I am. Let's do it. Let's do All number right, one. So number one, everyone should have guessed by now what number one is. It is Halloween Kills. Oh yeah, coming out October fifteenth. The Mac Daddy. Uh, I mean, what can we say? You all know that Nick and I are gigantic Halloween fans. Oh, yeah. We love the the Halloween pseudo sequel with with Jamie Lee directed by It was directed go. by David Gordon Green and written by Danny McBride. <laughs> and David Gordon Green did not like a crazy amount of horror movies before. I don't know. All that can be said is that that is the is, is that movie was it again it like I said earlier it started it's it has started the trend of doing not remakes but pseudo sequels starting restarts uh, franchises but in a really good way I mean Mm -hmm. this movie could have bombed and it could have been awful and I think it would have bummed a lot of us out because I think Michael Myers is one of those iconic characters where yeah he's gonna do he's gonna succeed like the movie's gonna make a ton of money because of what it is but it could also turn out to be a trash horror movie where yep. it's like, oh, you're just cashing in on the name. Michael Bay, Friday the 13th. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this movie just is... There was so many things done about it that, that were done the right way, and, I, and I'm so excited. And it was brutal, too. Yeah, it was a very brutal movie. Jamie Lee Curtis kicked ass in it. Um, I think I'm, I'm just super excited to see where they go with it with this next one. Um, I'm hoping that they can follow up and do a really yeah. good sequel to it. So they're doing this one. It's going to be set same on the same Halloween, so Halloween 2018. And then her family, Lori Strode, are kind of finding new allies to form like a mob justice against Michael, who is loose in Haddonfield. Still oh, boy. On. <laughs> so how he gets out of the basement engulfed in flames, that will let us know. But don't expect Michael to go anywhere because when they announced this, they announced it as a two-parter, or they announced two movies. So yeah, I don't so this know. is a, this is this is supposed to be a a trilogy. So you get Halloween Kills, and then the year after we get Halloween Ends, which sucks because we would be getting Halloween Ends this October. We would have already had Halloween Kills. So push everything back a year. We're getting Halloween Kills October fifteenth this year. So right around Halloween time. And again, music by John Carpenter. He's back. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. And this is the same team that wrote the first one, Scott Teams, Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, produced by Jason Blum. You got all kinds of new age horror all over this movie. Yeah, and I think it, the nice thing is, like, so it's definitely, like, new age neo-horror that we get with, with a lot of the Blumhouse stuff. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's traditional Halloween. enough that it's still halloween yeah it's not the rob zombie remake type halloween where yep. it's over the top yeah no um this is definitely like subtle halloween what you got with the first movie with it's, the very first movie yeah it's and what I think that it's, michael would do yeah and i and i think to be honest with you i think this is a great swan song for jamie lee curtis to go out on, oh, yeah. on her in her career i mean she's obviously <clears throat> the first scream queen mm-hmm. she i mean a lot of people identify with her as terror like, train for a lot of <laughs> yeah, terror train a lot of the horror movies of the early 
uh, late 80s or late 70s early 80s and obviously she was like she was the desire of many a man many boy back in the day and she was the heart i think having her back i think i think it's i think it's just a good idea it's really going to tie up the series i think as a whole yep and I don't want to say that it'll be the last time we see Michael Myers. It will never be the last time we see Michael Myers. Probably not. But it'll but it's going to have a good conclusion. Yeah, it's going to be a great conclusion. They're going to end it the way it should be ended. For a couple of years. And then, of course, someone will write a new movie. But... Yeah. But, I mean, it's at this point where there's so many different timelines in the Michael Myers Halloween saga that any addition is fine. I'll, I'll watch it. But I'll at the end of the day, I'll decide which ones are my favorite then. Obviously, being like a... An offshoot. I mean, we. I think we had this discussion a little bit on our top ten Halloween movies of all time. But there's there's so many different branches for how the various series kind of go through the different oh, yeah, timelines. Sure. Yeah, so many, yeah, but yeah. if you go Halloween one and then Halloween, Halloween kills, Halloween ends. That's a cool little you know four part movie series that you could watch from start to finish and be very very happy with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's our top 10 movies that we are excited to see horror-wise in 2021. And I'll run through those again really quick. So we got at number 10, Morbius, coming on October 8th. Number 9, we have Escape Room 2, which date is TBD, but it is coming out this year, supposedly. Number 8 is The Forever Purge, July 9th. Number 7 is Don't Breathe 2, coming out August 13th. Number 6 is Ghostbusters Afterlife, coming out June 11th. Number five is Spiral from the Book of Saw, May 21st. Four is A Quiet Place 2, April 23rd. Number three is Candyman, August 27th. Two, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, June 4th. And the kingpin of all horror, number one, Halloween Kills, October 15th. Guys, thanks for hanging in there with us. This was a fun episode, and it got got me really optimistic, got me really, really happy to see what comes up for this next year. I'm excited to check these out. I'm going to show you some of these trailers, and you're going to be even more excited. (laughs) All right, guys. Next week, if you listened to our podcast last week, you know that we ended it saying that we were going to do a two-parter. Part one was released earlier. We got part two coming up for you. So we're going to go through our houses from the past decade that we would put on a spec map if we could. But this time we're going to be picking all the best IPs from the past decade. So HHN 20 all the way through HHN 29 because we we got 30 left to go. But from 2010 to 2020, we're recapping the past decade of the best IP houses of HHN that either we got to see or we want to see. That's what we're bringing to you next week. Yeah, this one's going to be fun. I'm excited for this one. There's a lot of good stuff. I liked the one we did last week, but I think this one's going to be fun. Yeah, there's a lot to pick from. uh, There's a lot to pick from. IP is always fun to to see in real life. And and... IP is, yeah, like we we know the IP is better. You know, you could say a random original house, and I don't exactly know the storyline from one random 2011 house. Right. But if you pick an IP from 2010 or 2011, I, I know what the movie is. Exactly. Yep. All right, guys. Well, until then, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.